Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Super excited to see what happens in the men's and women's Pac-12 basketball tournaments in Las Vegas. Our next guest is sitting on one of the best stories in college basketball, let alone the Pac-12 conference footprint. Greg Woods is with the Spokesman Review. He covers Washington State. The Cougars, 12-5 and in conference play, on the heels of Arizona, playing a big game tonight against USC. Greg Woods here to talk about it. What's the atmosphere like? You expecting a crowd tonight? Big time. I uh, I, th- I uh, tweeted this out this morning, but we got an email from the uh, uh, men's basketball SID with a few notes just as more and more media come to these, <laughs> these games. And uh, one of them was like, you know, due to a uh, uh, higher ticket demand, the media seating is moving. And I don't know when the last time the media se- the media seating moved, um, but that just goes to show you that they're, they're you know, they are – I uh, think there'll be some sort of crowd there tonight. I think the highest has been this year has been like 5,000 or so for Arizona and then uh, Stanford the other, or last week. So, yeah, it should be good uh, tonight. Kyle Smith was talking about the parking situation. Was, was there a parking snafu for people who were trying to get to the game? Was that seen as a deterrent? What was happening with that? Uh, I I don't know. You have to fill me in on that one. He was talking. I asked him about the crowd and – he said, you know, last time we had a home game, we had a bunch of people complain they couldn't get into the parking garage. And he says, don't charge them, just get them in there. I need them in the arena. And so, you know, the attendance in general has been kind of a topic of conversation, hasn't it? For sure, yeah. It, it, it started off as, like, <laughs> some fans were, like, telling me that I should, like, call into question, like, the integrity of, like, the attendance numbers. I'm like, dude, I don't, it's not my job. Like, 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 like the number is what it is. Um, but it does, I think like the bigger thing is that like, you know, they haven't been good since like, Oh, eight, that's like 16 years of like apathy to set in among the fans, which I think is, uh, definitely there. And rightfully so. I mean, who wants to go to games where, you know, you're getting blown out every night. So I think like, even within this, you know, this awesome season, it's been, um, hard for, you know, the Cougs to kind of engender some, uh, some fire among the fan base. Um, just cause I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of get that to happen, but, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's going up. I think, um, this will probably be this or Saturday when they play UCLA will probably be, uh, the high attendance for the year. And then they got UW on, uh, a week from today. So yeah, it keeps going up. People are wondering, you know, why isn't there more numbers? It's not, but I think it's just like a, um, it just goes to show you just how hard it is, even within an awesome season like this to get fans to really, Come down, and I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, Pullman is, you know, an hour and a half away from Spokane, and then you're talking, you know, four, you know, four and a half, five hours from Seattle, which is where most of the, uh, you know, Wazoo alumni that or that live in Washington live. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard to, you know, really get the numbers that they want, but it's it's going up, and I, I think they appreciate that for sure. They coming off of a big win over Arizona, drop a game to Arizona State, and and I, and I guess you could argue they maybe they were flat, maybe Arizona State was a little up for it. Um, what do you think happened in the Arizona State game? I mean, they're coming off of what was potentially the biggest win in program history. So, I mean, they didn't get to bed until, I mean, we're talking like 2 or 3 in the morning that night. 
because um, they went straight to Tempe that same night after the game. Um, so then, I mean, you got a day to recover, get some shots up later in the day, and then you ride back out of the next day. So, I mean, I think, I think they were just gassed. I mean, they were playing heavy, heavy, heavy minutes that night. Um, and, and, and that would have been, I mean, but then you just add in like just the insane nature of that game. I mean, just the emotional toll that you kind of had to expand to win that one, I think kind of reared its head. And I mean, and then like Isaac Jones and, uh, Kamani went to where under the weather, neither, uh, one of those guys were at shoot around that morning. So I think they were just kind of taxed in the way that you would expect them to be after a huge win like that. And, and ASU, I mean, they're just – I think it was kind of a bad matchup for, for the Cougs in some ways because, like, those guys are just super athletic and they want to play like a one uh, like a lot of one-on-one ball, which Wazoo is not really prepared or kind of has the personnel to do that. So I think they just caught them at the, at the, you know, at the right time and kind of in the right personnel matchups to kind of, you know, work well for ASU. Greg Woods with us, Spokesman Review, covers <laughs> Washington State. Um, you know, Kyle Smith and this team – uh, twenty-one and seven overall, nineteenth in the in the AP poll, sitting right on Arizona's shoulder. What would it mean to win a regular season or a conference tournament championship in this year? Oh man, I mean that would just be enormous. Obviously, I mean I don't know how much they really think about you know just kind of being left behind in realignment. Um, I think more of their angst, at least among the fans, is geared toward, you know, UW and Oregon for pulling out at the last second. But, um, but yeah, I think, like, for Kyle Smith, it would just be a huge, I mean, just to pull that team, you know, out of thin air over the offseason. I mean, losing all those guys, um, including DJ Rodman, who's coming back to Pullman tonight uh, for the game and just losing their top four scores and having to replace those guys. I mean, literally, you know, over an offseason and then get them ready to play uh, for this fall. I think that would just speak to – coaching job that he's done both you know in terms of putting together a team and also just you know coaching them within the season i think he's um going to be an easy pick for pac-12 coach of the year if not national coach of the year so and then i mean just bringing along those guys you know during the season as i said i mean they got so many guys that come from just insane like you know, i mean miles rice obviously being cancer Jalen wells going from d2 isaac jones from idaho oscar clough uh from a juco and just, i mean they just he just has a way of just you know identifying talent and uh, bringing them along during the season. So I think that would be the biggest thing, at least in terms of uh, takeaways for them, and just like I mean, just the uh, insane coaching job that, you know, that he's done. Two more basketball questions. One being, you know, this is a team that ha- is the second biggest team in the country, but doesn't have great perimeter shooting. Maybe one shooter you mentioned uh, as well. But I, as I watch this team, I wonder, are they ripe – for to knock people out are they a bad matchup or do they do they maybe not have enough outside shooting to play deep in a tournament that's a question and then dj rodman will make his return he will uh, be playing in a usc uniform and this is a guy who left washington state jumped in the portal how badly does he get booed tonight in pullman I don't know. I'm actually really interested to see what happens with that because um, he was before my time covering Wazoo, so I don't have the full, you know, scope of, of his reception here. But it sounds like he was super beloved here in his four years. People loved him, and he was – I mean, it was a big deal that he announced that he's coming back for another year on senior night last year. I mean, I, the way I understand it is that, like, not even Kyle Smith, you know, none of his teammates knew that he was going to make that announcement. And so he does that. <laughs> he gives Kyle a huge hug and all of his teammates too. And then uh, hops in the portal the next uh, month or two. So 
I think it'll be interesting because he gave the program a lot. Um, you know, he was the mainstay for them, uh, especially kind of in those uh, down years that they went through um, a couple of the years he was there. So he gave the program a lot. I mean, he graduated from the from the uh, J school, actually, <laughs> at uh, Murrow. So, um, but then, I mean, obviously to turn around and go back on your word, you know, two months after you said you were coming back, that probably did not do him any favors in terms of his reception here. Um but, you know, like I said, he obviously gave, you know, the, the uh, team a lot. And so I think there will be some boos for sure. But I think a lot of the fans also appreciate just kind of the time he spent here and, uh, you know, what he did for the program. Do they have the shooting to play deep or are they going to be somebody going to lock them down and, and they struggle to score from the outside? I don't think they really need – I think they have the shooting they need. I mean, Jayla Wells obviously is their best in that way. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, shooting 40 – five percent total forty seven percent yeah he's great I mean, he's great like, yeah it's not it's unreal i but then i mean they have guys that are like supposed to be able to shoot it like yakimovsky and rice but they're i mean they're sitting at like the low 30s right now but i think i mean this might i mean i may live to regret this take but i think that they have what they need in their defense i think that's what matters more in the tournament, I think they, they, they've been able to guard, I mean, on all the different road trips that they've been on. And I think that's something more dependable you can count on. Now, I mean, they might run into, you know, a 12 seed that just shoots the lights out. And then I'm sitting here like, oh, you know, what an idiot. But <laughs> I think right now they uh, the formula that they have is working. And uh, I, I think it should vote well for you know, the tournament. Greg Woods, spokesman review in Spokane talking about uh, Washington State. Give me an idea. Uh, the, the schedule comes out for football. You get kind of like this finalized version of the football schedule. What jumped out at you, Greg? Uh, first of all, just like kind of like top-heavy it is or like front-heavy. I mean, they, they started off with Texas Tech at home, which was already a big deal because I don't think they've ever been up to Pullman. But then you add in the fact that uh, their best receiver, Josh Kelly, transferred there. Um, a few months ago, and then just a couple weeks ago, they had their offensive line coach uh, take the uh, uh, line coach there, Clay McGuire. So, I mean, you got two guys that are, you know, former Cougs returning, um, not even a full year after they left. That's interesting. And then they play what is, uh, you know, slated as a you know neutral side game against UW in Seattle at uh, the Seahawks Stadium, Lewin Field. Um, that'll be interesting because a lot of fans are saying, like, you know, why is this, you know, why are we doing them a favor playing them in Seattle? But I think Wazoo is just at a point where, I mean, they have to, you know, take their lumps and, you know, take the revenue spike that this will give them. So that's interesting. Um, and then they're uh, on the road for a couple of weeks. Um, I, I just think that this is like for a lot of the fans and uh, the players, it's just like the first kind of like, hey, this is a real thing um, in terms of, uh, rebuilding the Pac-12. I mean, they've been able to kind of push it down the curb, and just because they haven't really had to face it. Um, but but this is it. I mean, you're you got you know eight games against Mountain West teams, um, six of which are you know come from the uh, scheduling agreement. So I think it's just you know for the first time the program's looking like hey you know we've been able to kind of ignore for a little bit at least the fact that uh, the Pac-12 is not what it was. But but this is it. And so um, yeah, I I just think it's the kind of a um, just a reality now. Yeah, the conference today, having Teresa Gold, the new commissioner, speak a little bit about the future. She seemed to leave the door open to a rebuild or, um, you know, if there is chaos across the landscape. I mean, you check in with the Washington State fan base. 
What is the general sentiment right now or the anxiety level with that fan base or if they've been living with this for long enough, Greg, that that, you know, they're they're finding some peace with whatever happens? I think they are making some peace with with this going on. I mean, I, I think that there was like last August when uh, UW and Oregon pulled out and uh, that happened. At, at first, it was a lot of angst. There was a lot of just like this visceral emotion, which is you know, which is still there today. But I think getting control of the Pac-12 was huge, and it bought Frick Schultz and Pat Schultz a lot of good favor among the fan base. Um, now, what that turns into, I mean, who knows. Um, but I think just winning that was, was huge, um, both in terms of, you know, their ability to rebuild the conference and also, you know, buying them some good favor among the fan base. So I think at this point now, I mean, late February, it's like, hey, you know, we're, we're still angry. We're still a little salty about just the way this unfolded. But it could have gone a lot worse, I think, is the way they see it. And uh, getting this solidified is one. I mean, in some ways, it's like, hey, man, like, you know, we're uh, not, um, you know, a member of the Pac-12 like we used to be. Um, but it's also like, hey, this could have got a, you know, could have gotten a lot worse for us. And uh, um, I mean, and I mean, they're still gonna, you know, wear the uh, Pac-12 logo on their, you know, on their jersey. They're gonna have it on the field. So I, I think it's obviously the mission is still to rebuild the conference, whatever that looks like. And um, I, I just think among the fan base, it's, it's a big sentiment of like, you know, we're we're not happy, you know, by any stretch. I don't want to make it, you know, seem like that, but it is what it is. And uh, I think it could have gotten a lot worse for them for sure. Yeah, I've got a one-on-one with Teresa Gold coming up at 4 o'clock. I'm going to ask her, you know, that $255 million war chest, how much of it is actually going to just go to Washington State and Oregon State and they can live off that money, or how much of it will kind of stay within the conference and be used as a war chest to rebuild the conference. I'm I'm curious about that. Uh, Greg, I appreciate you, man. Have a great game tonight. you got a prediction, USC-Washington State in Pullman. Um, I'm taking the Cougs. I mean, they're like... 12 and one or 13 and one at home this year. Uh, and the one game they lost, Oregon just shot the lights out. So um, they're on a roll. They got some rest from last weekend, and uh, I think they'll keep it rolling this weekend. Arizona's got to go uh, and play Oregon, and so uh, maybe the Ducks will give them a little trouble and help out Washington State. We'll see how that goes. Greg Woods, get there early, man. That's right. <laughs> Thanks. Tom. All right, take care. There he goes from the Spokesman Review. Good stuff from Greg Woods. Washington State's such a good story and uh, has been a story all season long. You talk about what Washington State and Oregon State have had to overcome, and then you combine that with the job that Kyle Smith has done. I do think he's the coach of the year in the Pac-12. I think it's 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 already done. I mean, I think it's done. At the point now where Washington State is sitting in that two seed in the Pac-12 standings, uh, just trailing uh, Arizona by a game now, and... Uh, have an opportunity. They have the tiebreaker on Arizona. Should they end up in a tie with them? But I was going to ask uh, you that. Do you think yeah. they have a chance to win that uh, odds right now to win the Pac-12? Arizona minus two seventy-five. Washington State plus two fifteen. Is there some value on that one? There is in that Arizona has had some misfires. Right? They lost to Stanford. They lost twice to Washington State. Um, you know, Arizona has been better, I guess, more recently. Uh, but you know, they got they have a home game against. Oregon, they go to UCLA, and they go to USC. I think the UCLA game is dicey Thursday in L.A., and if they end up in a tie with Washington State, um, Washington State has the tie break, and you know they, they're 2-0 against Arizona this year. So 
I think there's some value there. Sure. If you want, a re- if you want a real long shot, John, Oregon still still technically a chance to win Pac-12 75 to one. All right. Tell, answer me this: What's the money line going to be Thursday when Arizona goes to UCLA? For you know, will UCLA be uh, you know better than or less than odds? You know, less than plus two hundred on that one to win the game outright? I because that's what you're really betting. You're just betting will Arizona. Will they beat UCLA next Thursday or not? Yeah, that's that's the game because you're right. You know, Arizona on the road at UCLA. You say it's been good. I mean, I would guess it's probably going to be four point four point spread on that one, five point spread yeah. on that one, right around there. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think plus two hundred for UCLA is about right in that situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Arizona has to win that game, and you're right. Like UCLA is really good at home this UCLA season. UCLA has to win that game too, and yeah. and that. The interesting thing is, I was all about UCLA, and I thought, gosh, they're going to be a top-four seed. They're going to get a bye in the first round of the conference tournament, playing so well, and then what do they do? They lose to USC, and bad loss for UCLA. But, you know, I think UCLA, you know, they need, they're need they right now a half a game back of the four spot in the men's conference standings in that final bye. So uh, they have an opportunity to uh, make up that ground. And if they're in a must-win situation, uh, who knows? We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.